planet Earth. This is the World History Studies Weekly, week one. Um, as I'm reading through this, there's going to be some sections where it talks about get into a small group. Um, these are activities that we're not doing in school because of COVID, so please do not feel like you're missing out on anything. Um, but I'm going to go through here and read it word for word. You will have a paper copy in front of you, um, and this is available just in case you need it. All right, Planet Earth. How much do you know about your home? No, not the house or apartment that you live in, our planet, Earth. It's big and round, and it's where we all live. Can you name the continents and the oceans? Do you know where the coldest place on the Earth is found? Do you know the Earth's largest island? This issue will give you lots of information about your home, planet Earth. Get into groups of six or eight and put a globe in the middle of the group. You'll probably need to borrow some globes from other classrooms. You do not need a globe to do this. You have the map that is on the, the uh, newspaper article here. And you are welcome to write on it if you need to. Looking at the large bodies of water on the planet, did you know the Pacific Ocean is the largest and the deepest of all the oceans? See all those large land masses? You probably know they are called continents. Some books say there are seven continents with the Ural Mountains of Russia being the dividing line between Europe and Asia. Others say this is only one Eurasia. Scientists say the continents are about 25 miles thick. You'd need a very big shovel to dig to the other side. Did you know the land masses on the Earth are constantly moving? Don't worry, you don't need a seatbelt. The continents are only moving about one to three inches a year. Next, find India or Italy. These countries are called peninsulas. A peninsula is land that is surrounded on three sides by water. Can you find other examples? Find the water separating the state of Alaska from Russia. This is called the Bering Strait. A strait is a narrow section of water connecting two larger bodies of water. Can you name these bodies of water? The opposite of a strait is called an isthmus. Can you find a long, narrow body of land connecting two larger bodies of land? Central America is probably the most famous isthmus. It connects North America and South America. Find the European country of Switzerland. Like the state of Iowa and Kansas, Switzerland is a landlocked area. Landlocked mean it does not touch any bodies of water. Can you find other countries of the world that are landlocked? Okay, we're going to continue this part of the article from this newspaper by turning the page where we will begin to talk about the continental drift theory. Continental drift theory. Look at a map of the world. It kind of looks like a giant jigsaw puzzle, doesn't it? Can you find sections that might fit together like a puzzle? Alfred Wegener was one man who was very interested in the Earth's jigsaw puzzle look. He was a geologist, which is a scientist who studies the Earth, and a meteorologist, which is a scientist who studies weather. Wagner had an idea called the Continental Drift Theory, which said a supercontinent existed about 200 million years ago. He named the supercontinent Pangaea, meaning all Earth. Wegener's theory said that all the continents moved over time. Pangaea broke apart into what Wegener called Laurasia and 
Gondwaland. From Laurasia came North America and Eurasia. From Gondwaland came South America, Africa, India, Australia, and Antarctica. Wegener searched for evidence to support his theory. It didn't take long to find some evidence that made him believe that he was right. For example, there were many similar fossils on the coast of South America and Africa. Wegener reasoned that there was no way for those animals to cross the large Atlantic Ocean and South America and Africa must have been joined at one time. There was lots of other evidence, too. There was a species of earthworm that was found in South America and South Africa, where the two continents may have joined. A fossil of tree-like plants called Glossopteris was found in the areas that made up Gondwaland. Similar coal was found in the areas of North America and Europe. Fossilized tropical plants in Antarctica and glacial evidence in India suggest that, the, that these land masses were at one time in different climate areas, possibly closer to the equator. Most people didn't think much of Wagner's theory. Why? They didn't believe continents could plow through water and move. There weren't instruments available yet that would detect such movement. Wagner died in 1930 on an expedition to Greenland's ice cap searching for more evidence to prove his theory. He never lived to see his theory given much credit. But in the 1950s, Wagner's theory began to get another look. New fossil evidence continued to suggest the theory that the theory might be correct. New photographs of the ocean floor showed ridges or chains of mountains, which was evidence that the continents moved. Another theory, the plate tectonic theory, later helped explain how the continents could move. Think about a soft-boiled egg. Think of the Earth's crust, the tectonic plate, as the shell of the egg. The white inside the, is the Earth's mantle. The plate moves around on the soft mantle. Earth's liquid core is like the yolk of the egg. New instruments detected movement and confirmed that continents do move. Some move up to a couple inches a year. Africa is moving towards Europe, pushing the Mediterranean Sea as it goes. North America, that's us, is moving towards Asia. Lower California is moving northwest, away from the rest of the continental United States. Hawaii is moving closer to Japan. Planet Earth Facts If you like heights, then Mount Everest is for you. It is the highest mountain in the world at 29,208 feet high. In 1953, Edmund Hillary, a New Zealander, and Tenzing Norgay, a Sherpa, were first to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Since then, more than 5,000 people have attempted to climb and 2,500 have made it. More than 200 people have died trying to get to the top. If you could move Mount Everest to the deepest point on the earth, you'd have to dive more than a mile underwater to see it. That's because the deepest place on our planet is the Mariana Trench in the Pacific Ocean. In 2012, filmmaker James Cameron went down into the trench, touching bottom at 35,803 feet. That's almost seven feet deep.